Kia ora koutou katoa and welcome back to Inside Netball Court, Anna Stanley Aho. And joining me in the studio today, the lovely Adine Wilson and Jenny Woods. Kia ora ladies. Kia ora. Well, plenty to wrap up, of course, the Com Games. We've got the tiny Jamison Trophy coming up. The Silver Ferns have just been announced. But Jenny, hot off the Com Games, you were there. Uh, Adine and I were sitting back watching it all from our living rooms what was it like it looked like Birmingham put on a good show it did it so did I mean I absolutely loved it I must admit I did only see the netball because there was so much netball you never really got a chance to to move away but it was just like party time I mean it was a massive venue it was chock full every day and uh, it was like a nightclub I mean there was the music was fantastic the vibe and the thing that I well one of the many things I noticed the crowd was you know a little bit of absolutely everything men women children older the whole lot and um, it was just as somebody said it was the hottest ticket in town and you know it did not disappoint and you saw that on tv as a spectator you wanted to be there it looked like so much yeah. fun and we get to see that sometimes in fast five here in new zealand but you hope some of these um organizations really look at those games and how successful it was as an event not just as a netball game and take that on board because i sitting on the couch thinking i want to be part of this it's look fun plus on top of that there was some awesome netball and I wanted to be on the track. I mean, just not just netball, right? <laughs> there were so many other sports to see. Okay, but let's get back to the netball. There was so much speculation around the Silver Ferns announcement prior to Com Games, and I was picked at 12. Now that the Com Games has been and gone, did she pick the right 12? Oh, straight in the throat, Annie, straight in. <laughs> Look, I, before we came to the podcast today, I was thinking back with our conversation with Yvonne Willering. And I think um, what that highlighted for me was Yvonne was pretty spot on with her analysis. There's no surprise there, right? And Yvonne said one of the things that really stood out to me was the New Zealand public's expectation generally of the Silver Ferns was if they came away with a bronze medal, the public would be happy. And that is my perception of how things have, have come together. There is no doubt that we were missing some key people from that 12 due to pregnancy, due to injury, Jane Watson, Cardin Berger. We've seen that in some of the stats. We perhaps didn't pick up as many games as we normally would. You know, there were some questions around Emilia and Ekanasio. For me, no doubt, would have been rather helpful to have her there, not taking away from some of the performances from some of our shooters. So challenges, that they certainly had, but I think that 12 reached the expectations that a lot of people had. I would have loved to have seen them in the final, but I love Jamaica. Jamaica, and again, Eva Willing on the money, they were outstanding, Jenny, and what awesome netball they played. They were, but just quickly going back to the Ferns, I mean, I got the feeling that really um, Nolene Tauru was feeling her way yeah. with, with that team. You know, she'd, she'd picked this 12, and, you know, in the early stages of the Commonwealth Games, like all these big tournaments, you know, you're playing the likes of, you know, Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, not, not the same calibre. And then suddenly you're up against the big guns. And I don't know how you work out whether you've got the right players without putting them out there and seeing what happens. And I think that's what happened against England. And I think she had a few answers there that, uh, you know, that was perhaps not the right combination. Jamaica, I think we've all had questions about that Jamaica against 
uh, sorry, the lineup she put out against Jamaica. You know, no Nwiki to start with, no jury to start with. And the theory that I was told as to why she went for a, a shorter shooting circle, if you can call my Wilson <laughs> a shorter shooting circle, um, was that they didn't want to put the ball up. They didn't want to, you know, give it to Shamira Sterling, if you like. OK, I can buy that. What I don't get, though, is, jury. is no jury yeah. at the other end. And I think when those players came on, which I think was not until the second half, mm. things turned around. But I will say, in her defence, she got it right. That, that bronze medal match, uh, I loved that because I was surrounded by English people <laughs> who were telling me, you know, oh, you poor thing, oh, well, never mind. And I just quietly bided my time because I actually did think we would win that because I thought I was really disappointed in England. I thought they were just so sure of themselves and they were so they were so emotional. They were like we used to be right. ten or so yeah. years ago when, you know, we'd react to umpires and perform and um, and I remember Kath Harvey Williams saying, you know, why do you, you should just be like an Australian. Get on, <laughs> take your punishment and, you know, get on with the game. So I think we've That's done that. That's because she was causing the penalty. Well, yes, yeah. well, it was half the time. But I mean, I thought, uh, and you know, England, they weren't fit. They had players that couldn't run out a full game. Uh, and if I was um, Jess Thurlby, I would be really sort of a little bit concerned about what they're going to do next year. Yeah, well, I was disappointed with Knowles in that normally at a Com Games, you generally know you're starting seven. And she didn't play the this, this starting seven until that bronze medal match. And I totally agree. When Nwiki's on the court, we get more volume of ball. When Jury's on the court, she was our MVP ANZ player. Up against Fowler, who put up the most goals than any other player in the league, she was she matched her height for height. I just wonder if coaches sometimes get to a point in their careers where they just overthink things. Mm. And sometimes, as a player, you have to go back to the simple basics. And I think perhaps Knowles, with Debs by her side, were just trying to be too creative, overthinking things. They got it right because at halftime they put them on the court and as a result, you know, they picked up. But looking at stats defensively, are we worried? Because, you know, you look at, at the end of the week, Kelly Jury only featured once in one of the one of the games. We got seventh behind Northern Ireland for gains per game. You know, they say that, you know, to win major championships it's all about defence. And is it worrying heading into the Tiny Jamison trophy? that, you know, something needs to change defensively. Well, I would be worried. I mean, I, we, I think you touched on it before, the fact that, you know, there was no Jane Watson and there was no Karen Berger. They're still not going to be there, I don't think, in this, mm, no. until perhaps early next season. So, yeah, you're right, Annie. But, I mean, I don't know how you suddenly create games or how you work on defence. I mean, I suppose it's just through practice. and, and Or you know, change your personnel. Yeah. But, well, who would you put in? Well, and, and to me... <laughs> You know, these tiny gems are coming up. We already know Jamaica's not bringing their strongest team. Which there is, is, I think, four players, three or four of some of these starting players will not be mm. at this tournament. And yes, we always want to win these tournaments. We like trophies. But is this the time? Major championships are not the time. Commonwealth Games and Worlds is not ideally when you blood new players. But is this the time that they now take the punt? You know, there was a lot of talk when I look at the names um, before Com Games. Ali Temu didn't get an opportunity. Opportunity, is now the time to give her an opportunity against a Jamaica. A really different style of play that you don't come up against 
here in New Zealand because we don't have a lot of the Caribbean nation playing in our local competition. So who would you drop to make way for her? <sighs> well, that's well. they only had three defenders, though, remember? So do you reshuffle your midcourt a little bit? Because they only had Sulu, Phoenix and Kelly, and they were pushing across Kayla as that potential backup and go maybe, defense. Maybe Kayla could be the one that, that goes out. Well, I, I, that's, that would probably be the player that yeah. I'd yeah. let go. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting already. We've already heard Gina Crampton. She's on a sabbatical. She's, she's not going to be there. That opens up a massive spot in that midcourt. We know Shannon Saunders has announced her pregnancy. She's not going to be there. So there's already going to be quite a reshuffle in that midcourt. So we're going to see new faces. I'd love to see Mila Rulu Buchanan. I think she's an exciting player mm. if she got that opportunity. But surprising, will they pick Tiana Maturo? Because Tiana didn't make that wider squad she's in the development squad so that to me was quite a major or an interesting Mission. so you'd be yeah. dropping a shooter and of course obviously and it pains me to say it but you know bailey mears <laughs> is probably the one who would have to um step aside i mean you can't shoot what was it 33 percent i think in one of those games um so yes I, you know she would expect i'm sure not to be there so what maturo comes and i was thinking about sam winders i mean to me that's the sort of player you want to bring into something like yeah, this. I'd probably go for a Maddie Gordon, just looking yeah, Maddie. at the stats at yeah. Com Games and our attacking ability. If you want games into the circle, Maddie Gordon, she, she lets that ball go. She's, she's good with her vision. Defensively, she picks up ball. She's got that real hustle. So I think for me, Maddie Gordon would be the one. But aside from, from the Ferns, when you look at the Commonwealth Games in general, Australia and New Zealand top two, players that stood out for me, Gretel Buita. <sighs> Outstanding. I know I remember she was Gretel Tippett. She was an average player. By God, she's had her child and she has come back physically better than ever. For me, she was by far the standout player. Oh, and me. And I found my, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually see a lot of Australia because I was doing a lot of the other games. But if, um, if she was on court, I just found I was betwixt by her. <laughs> Which Great I don't word. know. Love yes, it. Well, is I, that a word? Well, I'll I think take it, it is now. It's, it's between, you know, betwixt. Bewitched and transfixed, I think. So, <laughs> anyway, I, she was just outstanding, and she she sort of glows. It sounds all a bit icky, but I thought she was fantastic. And um, there was, you know, when I think of Australia, I just immediately think of her. And I think, you know, you love someone that brings something different. And she brings something different to the netball court. We know she's got a basketball background. You know, she does her layups. But her movement was just beautiful. And it looked effortless. And if that, looking at her and how she's come back from having a baby, is not a reason why you need the support from New Zealand and Australia, and they are starting to do this more and more now, is supporting these women coming back from having babies. Because look what she's come back with. And you often hear, don't we, Annie, players that have come back after a baby, is a baby just puts netball in perspective. Mm. Um, and it's not always. I certainly don't think I play better no, after a baby. Not. But some people definitely have. And you wonder, and, and a lot of it is that mental difference when they come back it's in perspective they just come out and play and they've taken some of that pressure off themselves and she just looked like she was playing with absolutely no fear she looked like she was having a brilliant time she was super fit and she was that 
major sparkle in that Australian yeah. side. Great advertisement for the game. And I think you've got to hand it to Australia in that final mm. that virtually the whole stadium, the whole arena was baying for Jamaica, except for there was a, you know, there was a clutch of Australian supporters over here. And look, they... I was going for Jamaica. Well, <laughs> I think all of New Zealand were, were too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I sort of, I had actually thought that Australia might win it because I just thought they're too... Well, professional, for want of a better word. There was but no way Australia were going to lose twice, twice in a few days. Like, you know, they had, when they lost to Jamaica, straight away I knew that they'd go on and win the gold. And I went back to that 2015 World Cup when we beat them yes. early on, and I remember somebody saying to me that we, we won't beat them again, and it was true. But, uh, yeah, fabulous. But you look how far Jamaica's come. You know, fewest conceded the fewest contact penalties than any other team. For a team that when we grew up playing with the Medine, they were so ill-disciplined, you know, they would always involve the umpire. They have come a long way. So Connie Francis has done a great job. Rob Wright is obviously in there putting his 10 cents, 10 cents worth in too. So, you know, looking forward to seeing perhaps what they can do uh, against the Ferns and the Tiny Jamison. I think they're fascinating because you've got to remember, they're half our size, Jamaica. I mean, we think we punch above our weight. I mean, wow. Small, small country. Uh, I just, I hope they can maintain the momentum Intensity. because and I see they have had some you know some money coming in on the back of their success that's fantastic they say that you know they need more um, worrying perhaps a little bit about some of the comments coming from you know Connie Francis talking about her own mental health and saying how tough it is and you know I bet it is because I don't think for a minute she would have half the support around her that coach our coaches they're very colourful players, aren't they, the Jamaicans? Yes. They're very theatrical and dramatic. Oh, the dancing <laughs> after the game was yeah. perfect, wasn't it? But yeah, and you and they are. They are a special team, and what has given them a massive advantage is playing in the Suncorp. There is no doubt playing in the Suncorp has helped Jamaica. So keep doing that, uh, Australia. You keep having them there. They're getting strong. It's great for netball uh, in general that we've now got four teams vying for those final spots. The only thing I would say very quickly is that yes that's that top four team is good but I couldn't help but notice the the standards down below much lower fallen away well to a person now who can give us a little bit more insight into the Silver Ferns campaign in Birmingham is Silver Fern mid-quarter Shannon Saunders and she joins us now thanks for your time Shannon Thank you, thanks for having me. Now, first of all, congratulations on the bronze medal, but probably more so recently announcing that you are pregnant. Yay, big congrats. How many weeks are you and how have you been feeling? Thank you. Um, I think I'm like 16, 17 weeks now. Um, yeah, it was pretty, the first trimester was definitely tough, um, but getting there now slowly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to my pregnancy glow arriving, which hopefully <laughs> Can you take us through the conversation you might have had with the coaches when you were telling them about your pregnancy? I mean, how did that play out? Yeah, Knowles was really good. Um, I found out like literally just before we went into trials. So I wanted to be really upfront um, with her and make sure that she was aware because if she didn't want to pick me, that was sweet as. And like, I knew I was going to be quite a liability because I wouldn't know how I'd feel or how it would kind of progress um, and stuff like that. But she was really good. Um, and we just kind of kept checking and making sure I felt like I was contributing to the team as she wanted. And yeah, I think my thinking was just like the team first. Um, I don't want to take away anything from the team and make sure that I can perform my job well um, and do what I need to do to help the team be successful. 
Gosh, it brings back memories because I also remember right before a World Cup having to go, um, yeah, Ruth, I might be pregnant. Ah! Uh, but how did you find the training and things? Were you, were you nervous about training hard or playing games or did you feel quite confident about going out there and giving it your all? Because, I mean, the great thing is many have gone before and played, so that must have given you some confidence as well. Yeah, that gives me huge confidence and I think... I have real trust in my body and I know my body really well. And I think um, that's what Knowles is really positive about too, that she knew that I would always say if I wasn't feeling good or um, like I know my body. So yeah, I felt really good um, other than like just really sick and tired. Um, but it was quite a good distraction having something to kind of get out of bed for um, and go to training because I don't think I would have left bed for three months. If I was just <laughs> so it was really good. So in terms of your fitness, like you didn't feel jaded because just thinking about those fitness targets that Nolene makes, you made them being, what, 14, 15 weeks pregnant. Yeah, um, I think I'm probably lucky that I have a really good base and I think, um, yeah, it probably was a little bit off in some, like some days and some days I'd feel sweet and felt like I was um, able to do everything really well and then some days like not as well but I think you just you just get through it and you just like battle your way through it and sometimes you feel awful but then you play better because you just are trying so hard yeah. to like make sure that um you're still doing your job and yeah I think the food aspect was definitely the hardest like I just couldn't eat very well um and yeah so I think that just kind of struggled a wee bit with that but we got there well none of us had any idea so well done on that can you take us into the camp, like particularly after those losses to, to England and Jamaica? How, what was the belief like, and how did you get up for that that second England game? Yeah, I think there was a lot of frustration on um, lots of our packs, and we knew what we could do and what we could put out there on court, and we were getting frustrated that it wasn't kind of coming together properly. Um, we kept starting really poorly. And that would just set us up really bad for the rest of the game. And um, I think like the team stuck together really well and we, and we knew what we could do and it was just, we just needed to be able to do it. And you saw that in that final um, bronze medal game that we managed to kind of get that full 60 minute performance. And it was like, it was just so good that we could finally kind of put it out there because we've been doing it in training um, and like behind the scenes, but it just wasn't kind of happening when we were out there. So yeah, it was good that we finished on a high. Shannon, when you, um, you've been named in the Tiny Jamison Trophy, so where, where do you sit in terms of that? Have you been named? Is that, is that contractually? Um, because I can't imagine in terms of you and the Silver Fern squad, you're not going to be back for a wee while. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't be back for a wee while. But I think it's just, um, it's been really nice from the Silver Ferns that their intent is just to kind of support me through this and... Um, if I can get back and try and make myself available for the World Cup, then that's the option. And I have all the support around me that I'm going to need to make that um, as possible as can be. So, yeah, it's been amazing. They've been super supportive. And I think um, I'm feeling very lucky that they are um, keen to still invest in me and kind of help me along my journey. Now, Shannon, I know it's hard when you, you're only how many weeks pregnant, you don't have a baby yet to know how you're going to feel in X number of months' time. But do you think at this early stage that that passion is still there? Are we going to see you back, whether it's for just provincial team or even pushing for that World Cup spot? Like how much is that desire still in that belly with that baby? Yeah, I think the desire is definitely still there. And I think um, playing that Commonwealth Games was 
like it was just amazing because I didn't really know if it was going to be my last either and so you just don't know and I think I just enjoyed it so much more um, and just really appreciate it when you kind of know your time's slowly running out but mm -hmm. I think yeah obviously I don't know how birth recovery how bad bubs will be um, but yeah I think it's always good to have goals and to have something to kind of strive for and I think yeah I massive trust in my body that um, I'll be in good shape before giving birth so hopefully I can bounce back um, but we'll see. From a player's perspective, and I know you didn't play Australia this time around, which is kind of weird because we usually do. Yeah. What, what do you think was the you know the best team uh, in Birmingham? Oh, um, oh, I think it depends, like game by game. Like the Jamaica that we played in the semi-final, um, like they were pretty, they were phenomenal. Like their stats um, and everything were just insane, and like the, the ability to hold on to the ball. Um, was just like second to none. And I think, yeah, if that team had showed up in the final, it might've been a bit different, but I thought Australia, um, you managed to kind of build their way through the tournament and then they really kind of had a great last um, game in that final. So I think yeah, every team kind of stepped up at certain times and it was just, yeah, it was interesting. It could have been anyone's um, um, gold medal in the end of the day, really. Shannon, it wasn't your first Com Games. You're obviously at the Gold Coast in 2018. How did this one compare, just in terms of, I guess, that COVID layer and protocols that were around, in terms of your village experience? Oh my gosh, sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was um, definitely the easiest Commonwealth Games I've been to in terms of like logistics and stuff. We were so lucky that the hotel we stayed at, um, like we could literally walk to our training venue. It was a five minute bus ride to um, the match venue, you walk downstairs to the dining hall, whereas some other Commonwealth games, like you have to walk a kilometre to the dining hall and like everything like that gets quite fatiguing and travel an hour to your venue. So I think around that aspect, um, it was really easy and less consuming as it normally would be. Um, and like, I totally thought that people would get COVID and I thought we definitely have like teams that have people out left, right and centre um, but it was amazing. Everyone did really well. Um, we did all we could and we had 12 players throughout the tournament, which was all we could ask for. What about watching from home? It looked like, and we've spoken about it, a real party atmosphere. It looked like so much fun in that stadium. How much of that rubbed off onto the teams? Do you think they lifted because of the atmosphere and how important do you think it is that you have that buzz going around a stadium? Yeah, I'll give England one thing, like, they know how to put on a nipple um, <laughs> tournament day, like, their, their fan engagement and the crowd engagement is just second to none, and I think um, we don't get to see heaps of it when we are out at halftime, but when we went to watch the final, like, they have a DJ, and it was like a party, and, like, <laughs> it was amazing. So I think, um, yeah, it's awesome atmosphere to play in, and I think um, it's one of the best, not that the crowd loved us that much, to be honest, throughout the whole tournament. <laughs> But um, yeah, it, it was awesome. And I had lots of family and friends like mention how um, incredible it was and well run it was. Well, it certainly looked amazing sitting back watching it from here. Well done on the bronze medal. And we are super stoked from you here. Our whole little Inside Netball podcast on the baby news. We hope the pregnancy goes well and we look forward to hearing the news next year. Thanks, Shannon. Cool, thank you. Well, of course, in the last week, the Silver Fern squad has been announced. They announced a strong 17 squad, six new players, 11 return. I guess the notable omission from the 17, Jenny, 
is Bailey Mez. Is that a sign, perhaps, that she's on her way out? She has been named in the development squad. Oh, I think it has to be, doesn't it? I mean, you know, and look, and what a career she's had. I mean, wow, you know, up and down all over the place. But, what, you know, what a career. I think for me, um, I'm natural one to come in is Amelia Ann Ekinasa. You'd think that probably by now she'll be peak fitness. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's a nice sort of fit. Uh, we've touched on already the um, Jane Watson and Karen Berger, probably not ready for either of these campaigns. The, Jamaica or the Con Cup series, but you know, this is starting to look like quite a formidable team. And you think about the choices that they have, um, and there's quite a number there. You know, you've talked about Ellie Temu, Mila Roelu, Maddie Gordon. I mean, there's there's no shortage of possibilities because, of course, no Saunders and no Crampton. So, you know, they have a lot to play with. What I found even more interesting than the Sulfoon squad of 17 is probably who they included in the development squad. And what is there? Are there nine or so in there? Sam Winders, she's in the development squad, not in the Sulfoon 17. And you also get, um, who else have made? Tiana Maturo. Yeah. I was really surprised that she didn't make the 17 for the Sulfoon squad versus development. Yes, they're still going to get the support, but you don't get quite the same financial support. If you're in that sort of fern squad, that top 17, you are financially much better off than you are in the development squad. And the advantage of that is it allows you to be able to focus more on netball. So if you're getting that money support, you can focus more on netball than having to have a secondary career. And we know a lot of the girls do, or they're studying. So I think that's the big one for me. I'm really surprised Tiana hasn't Same. made that 17. Is it just me? You two are looking oh, at me. No, I am as well. And do you, do you think that it's an attitude thing? Because if it is, then she... She's had some time away. Obviously, she didn't make the Com Games score. Because you think about the Cadbury series before the Ferns went to Birmingham, she was one of the star players, as was Amelia Ann Ignacio. We were thinking, oh, if they could, you know, perhaps change the Silver Fern team now, you would put those two in. So she's had the break. But if it is, if she's not in there because of her attitude, Knowles has got to give her a chance, either in the Constellation Cup. She's obviously not in the Tiny Jamison because she hasn't been named in the squad. But she'd have to pull her in at the end of the year, surely. But it's an interesting one. And a lot of people, actually, when I was in the UK, were saying, you know, where's, where's Tiana Maturo? And I would, you know, I said, well, look, I really don't know. Except I wonder, particularly now given that, for me, one of the uh, Silver Ferns who really came on in that campaign was Tapia Selby-Rickett. Yeah. Now, she was someone who I probably might not even have picked. And I wonder now if, if they're looking at uh, that, you know, Selby-Rickett, Nweki combination because that was a really slick arrangement in that last bronze medal game. I mean, that's one game for sure. Uh, I don't know. Who do you make room for? Because Ekinacia will come in for Mez. Do you need she to... still goes missing at times, TP, Selby Rickett. And I think if we're looking at the future of the Silver Ferns, you'd have to put Maturo in over Selby Rickett. What about Maya Wilson? Big age gap. That, that game where... And that was the Jamaica game, I think. Um, started with, what was it, three mistakes? Yes. Straight away, we were 4-0 down. And it's awful, isn't it, to just pick it on one person, but they were Wilson errors. I mean, does, but, is she on thin ice? But they've only chosen four shooters. There's four of the 17 as shooters. That's it. There's only four. 
Well, one so. shooter that I would love to see in there, she's just recently got engaged. She is a pom, George Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing she's out something there. got engaged to her Kiwi fiancé. Could that open up the door for her to be a silver fern? How do the rules go? Because has she played? For, she's played for England. Yeah, don't you have to stand down at least one? Oh, she didn't play in the Com Games. Did she play in the World Cup last time? I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, we might have to do it. some investigation. You, you look at that England team. They've got Cardwell. They've got um, Joe Hart. Joe Hart. Well, Joe Harton on one leg. Howsby. You think how could Fisher not have even made that squad? Well, and Howsby, who inexplicably seemed to be taken off the court just when times were getting tough. And to me, how that's when you want Howsby. That's when she rises to the occasion. Um, Goodness knows. And we've talked, haven't we, Jen, looking back on the England squad? Because we've always talked about it's good to have experience and, and big campaigns, but did they almost go too far with some of their English girls? And too many fossils. Too, too many, many fossils. fossils. Yes, they You know, it's, that's hard, isn't it? It's Getting hard, yeah. that balance right and knowing when you've got to have experience, but also when some people perhaps, you know, Juba Mental, for example, she's six, five or six. six. Latonia Blackman, Barbados. Barbados, I mean, sorry. Amazing, amazing. Oh. But yeah, I agree with you, Adina. I think looking back, on, and I presume England will do a you know a big review of what happened because they they were absolutely gutted. I mean, they I used that line. They came for gold and went home with nothing, and it was true. And they were so sure that they were going to win. But I think um, Ebony Asuru Brown. I mean, I. I wouldn't have picked her. I mean, she's retired now. So, and you know, what a great career. Stacey Francis Bayman, same thing. Jade Clark still. But Jade, well, see, Jade We played against her. I think she started before me. Well, (laughs) she's interesting. She's closing in on 200 tests. And the way she was used, I thought was very clever. I I mean, that's one bit of coaching I thought England got right. They, They didn't, they started her sometimes. She came in and out, didn't overdo it. But I thought mentor, I think, Early on in the campaign, she was terrific. In that last game, you know, Nweki had her for dinner. And I, I, whether or not she was tired, I don't know, or if it was just a push too far, don't know. But I think they will be looking at their lineup for next year and perhaps, mm. you know, making a few changes. They've got people coming. Talking about something that's clever and what I think is clever is we're now starting to see a netball the sabbatical. And I know I'm slightly changing subject here, but Gina Crampton, she's included in that 17. So she is contracted for the next year for the Silver Ferns, but she's decided to take a sabbatical. And I think that's clever because I think we're going to see players have longer careers um, but having a break as well so mentally having that break and there's no doubt that when you're captain as we know you take on extra mental you know just all these things that run through your brain the pressure's there you take on a lot of stuff that you're working with the coaches on the media expectations all of those things and I think for Gina what a great time now to be able to Go away. She's obviously well, she's having, having a, a fabulous holiday. <laughs> she's in Santorini at the moment. Yeah, sail Croatia. She's <laughs> so I think that's that's awesome that we're now starting to see this in netball. They're still getting the support, but they're also recognising that sometimes some players that have had a heavy, heavy workload can take a break. It and does. It, it does have its yeah. risks, though. Yeah. Yes, because it's obviously that she may not come back into that midcourt because there are lots of girls nipping at her heels. We've talked about them, really, Buchanan, Maddie Gordon, Whitney Soonis. So I guess that is the challenge that she has, and she'll know that prior to 
actually, announcing the sabbatical. And you saying, Whitney Sunnis, that's made me think, because remember, Sunnis and Heffernan were the two stars of the trials, and in yes. they came. Uh, Heffernan, I thought, was yes. just magnificent. Yeah. Absolutely magnificent. I didn't think Sunnis was until that last game. I thought she Agreed. found herself... Um, and I wonder too if it was that just stability. I think, you know, um, Shannon alluded to it where there were changes all over, you know, every game. There was, I didn't know whether they were Arthur or Martha. Bib, bib, bib. <laughs> and in that, that bronze medal game, no changes, played out the game, and it was, you know, as it should be. And isn't that interesting? And look, we often hear people that everyone has so much faith in, in Nolan, and she absolutely deserves the credit that she gets. But have we gone swung so far that no one seems to question at times some of her decisions? And I do go back to the game before the bronze medal match and we talk about the decisions she made. So, look, we know she's a wonderful coach, but I think as well, you know, you, you've, she, and do you know what? Nolene likes to be challenged. She loves a yeah, good yeah, debate. Yeah. She would love it if people would ask her the hard questions as well. So I think. Yeah, we need to get her on. We need to get her on. We do need to get her on. Join us, Nolene, and we can ask these hard questions. But that's going to be interesting going forward as well how she and Debs reflects on the Commonwealth Games now that they've had a bit more time to think about it. And if there is things she would do differently, um, I think we're always learning. But yeah, interesting that uh, we've got the complete opposite happening in rugby. Um, and you know, so- That's just what I was thinking. You never hear in Fozzie we trust, no. do you? Yeah, and I think the big the big one is, is the Bailey Mees one. And I think during the Commonwealth Games, we saw her move her out of the sole goal circle into wing attack. And I was thinking, oh, is that her way of trying to justify her position in the ferns? That, no, no, we took her as a midi as well. But it's like, uh, yeah, so I think perhaps on reflection that when we can see that she's not in the squad, she's probably on her way out. Um, but you know, with Knowles, you do have this innate ability to trust her in some little way in the back of your head. You're like, it's the World Cup next year. Looking at the players in front of me, I would not be surprised if we win gold at the World Cup. Yeah. You know, you bring in the Ali Temu, you bring in the Maddie Gordon, you've got Ekinasio back, you've got that confidence under the goal. And yeah, I would not put it past them. That's why I found it really interesting because I felt like they could... You know, Commonwealth Games was a stepping stone to the World yep. Cup because of where we sat in the cycle and people yep. were out. But we heard comments from Nolan saying, no, 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 this is yeah. a completely separate campaign. We want to win this. But I personally it's felt like insane. it's a stepping stone. Yep. And I absolutely agree with you. I think yep. we're tracking beautifully for the World Cup with who's going to be coming back. But she changed her tune, didn't she? Because initially, yes, before okay. she'd chosen the team, she said, we are looking to World Cup. This is, that's the long run. That's the long I aim. I didn't hear that interview. <laughs> and then once they'd been in trials and she, and she said, actually, she said, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this group. So, you know, look, I don't know, but I just, I'm certainly looking forward to the next few weeks and months and next year. Yeah, well, of course, the Silver Ferns will be announced next week. They are in camp, and from that squad of 17, they will reduce it down to 12. So we're looking forward to seeing who that 12 will be. And, of course, they face the Jamaicans in the tiny Jamison series. But from us here on Inside Netball, thanks for your time. Ka kite anō.